Hello and welcome to Twilight 20, our newest and most special episode, our first episode featuring a guest. A very, very special guest. Hello. <laughs> uh, that is the voice of our dear friend Danny, who was one of our first fans mm-hmm. of the pod, mm-hmm. uh, respected scientist, mm-hmm. one of the first people to sequence the COI Indeed. Genome of a certain skate species and also a former Twilight fan. Oh, yeah. One of those things is more important than the other. I have a thesis due tomorrow. (laughs) I would like to know what your first encounter with Twilight. Yeah, tell us your history. I guess, when did the film come out? That was 2007, eight. So I remember my cousins were talking about the film and I hadn't heard about it at that Mm -hmm. stage. And my godfather... His wife, who kind of was in charge of picking presents for me, mm-hmm. was like, oh, maybe you'd like this book. And then the third book of the Aragon series was coming out the same year. Mm-hmm. So I was like, actually, I'd like that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then my mom got me the first Twilight book. Um, and then she read it before I could read it. Um, A Twi mom. I know. Um, but then I really, really enjoyed the first book. Mm-hmm. And I also saw the teaser trailer for New Moon, I think, before I started reading Twilight. And I was like, holy shit, there are wolves! Mm-hmm. And then I was really excited to read New Moon. And then there's this page after page of no wolves. So it kind oh. of went downhill from there. But the first book was good, I guess. I haven't really, I haven't seen the films in years. And I haven't thought about it in years, but... Page after page of no wolves is like a <laughs> devastating description. I, I think in light of this brief description, there's a very important question we need to ask our guests. Mm-hmm. Team Edward or Team Jacob? I mean, I think I just went with Jacob at the time because like, he can turn into a wolf. <laughs> you, you know what I, what I want in a boyfriend? Wolf powers. I do actually remember I did get one of those, do you know those like big five euro posters? You can get the really big ones and I had one of Jacob for a while and then I gave it to a friend. Are you team Edward or team Jacob? I have complex feelings where I feel like Jacob is a much better person when he's not interacting with Bella. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I would categorize, obviously both are terrible partners. I think that Jacob's being a terrible person when he's romantically interested in Bella comes across as a real character assassination Mm. because they're such good friends before that point where they've got a mutually respectful and healthy relationship. So I'm not team Jacob in that I want them to get together, but I like Jacob a lot. Yeah, he's funny. He's He's a good boy. We've had this conversation. They should have just left him from like now again, I can barely remember what happened in the later books. Mm. But he should have just been Bella's weird dog friend. (laughs) (laughs) Interesting (laughs) phrasing. (laughs) Danielle has got a thesis due tomorrow, so um Take everything said in this podcast with a grain of salt, perhaps. No, but I mean, if he hammed it up, they could be like, haha, Jacob loves dogs. He just, dogs are great. And he's just like, yeah. That's kind of a literal line from Jupiter Ascending. Play, played by Mr. Thumbman. What's his name? Mr. Thumbman. No, Mr. Uh, Thumbman. Channing Tatum? Yes. Yes. Okay. Channing Tatum, Mr. Thumbman. All men plays... are thumbs. <laughs> Some men are like sharper than that. Some men are Thumbs pinky twinks. fingers. <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> Back to topic. Um, uh, Mr. Thumbman plays a dog mutant where he's like injected oh, yeah. in dog DNA and the protagonist who is in love with him is like, it's fine, I've always loved dogs. 
that was your history was Twilight. So the wolves were what really captured your attention. But don't so like do, your what tone. What do you think is sexier, wolves or vampires? And I want to know why. Do you, I feel very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our secret dark podcast, <laughs> Monster Fuckers Anonymous. No! Except we, we name you and we shame you. Right As a zoologist, I feel I cannot be part of this. That's ethical reasons. Yeah. No, I don't. I didn't mean in a creepy way. I'm just like... What do you want to discuss? I don't like... I mean, I always thought the wolves were the coolest part, I guess. Um, just because I just think shifters and fancy are a really fun trope. Yeah, I would I would way rather be a werewolf from the Twilight lore than be a vampire oh, hell from yeah. the Twilight lore. Because the vampires have just all downsides, really. Mm-hmm. And the, the werewolves kind of have all of the pluses without any of the downsides like you're still immortal and young and powerful and tall there is definitely definitely a thing where it's like oh and they smell like the forest now and like like what like pond scum what do you mean ew like pine <laughs> trees like uh, like uh, like a rotting badger what is the forest okay <laughs> the actually the only th- downside of the wolves in twilight is fucking imprinting yeah bad. i don't it's like bad. i don't like that i don't like it at all it is unhealthy and unfun and bad mm-hmm. it's not healthy no. especially as at least is there maybe three examples of it in the books from what mm-hmm. i remember and two of those are with children, children. yeah it's bad. you're done fucked up Steph. You done fucked up real bad. This podcast is an extended call-out post for Ms. <laughs> Stephanie Mayer, which we hope she will never hear because, well, do you want her to hear? I would like to throw fists with Ms. Stephanie Mayer. I feel Mayer. this is mostly constructive, but like... <laughs> I feel like... No, I don't, she, think... don't want to throw fists with her. She's, she's a, a quiet Mormon woman, I'm sure. Exactly, yeah. I don't think we could exist in the same space. I think my lesbian energy would wipe her from the planet. <laughs> Like, she would just blow away like a pillar of salt. Yeah. You just say Bella's gay and she would just crack like, dissolve yeah, like in Infinity War. Yes. Avenge the fallen. God, that's such a 2008 fanfic concept. Yeah. Like, a fan meets Stephanie Mayer and Stephanie Mayer, like, dissolves and now this fan has to finish writing the series. But all the characters are like... It- come to life or some shit that has to be some kind of rom-com like type that, movie that's a it? very famous there's a fan fiction trope no is it yes i didn't know that but i just know that it's exactly the kind of shit that would happen this is the plot no, of the I santa saw... claus film i saw, <laughs> I saw it in an anime once <laughs> this is also similar to the plot of uh there's a movie where i think emma thompson plays a writer mm. and the guy who plays elf in elf uh, plays a character she's writing but he exists in the real world and all the shit she puts him through he can hear her voice narrating his life That's and he's cool. like why and then I think they isn't fall in love and it's isn't that also an early 2000s fanfic trope yeah fourth wall breaking I mean yes and there, Remember, I, my real name is attached to this podcast let's not get into it <laughs> Yeah, and printing is fucking bad. Yeah, yeah it's really bad. And I, I know she tries to explain it away because she's like, you know, it's not romantic feelings. Like, they're just going to be everything that they need him to be or whatever. Yeah. And it's like, that's still weird. There is a bit in the illustrated guide where she's explaining imprinting where it's like, obviously, when it comes to a child, the werewolf is just his... his like imprintees 
like perfect playmate and they are just the best friends like the commitment can take any form but then as the imprintee grows up the werewolf relationship naturally shifts to fulfill the different needs and i'm like that's child grooming yeah, that's grooming that's also especially I think, doesn't it say somewhere in that guide from that very brief like 10 minutes when i was flicking yeah. through it and yelling that, at me yeah, yeah that <laughs> which inspired this episode <laughs> yeah. um isn't it basically oh yeah you can only imprint on a woman if you're a male werewolf because it's to help like creation yeah and the, propagate the, the werewolf thing. genes yeah. and i'm like Hmm. Bad. Yeah. Eugenicsy. Yeah. Weird. Awful. Um, Which is a question of why. Bad post op. Mia became a werewolf because she thinks it's because she's yeah. or she can't have children or. I don't. Yeah. I would say, is is she is she unable to have children before she becomes a werewolf? She doesn't know. She just because they she's having like a thought and Jacob can hear it yeah. and. She's like, I don't know if I can have kids, and that's why I, I'm like, there's something wrong with me genetically, yeah. and like, I became a wolf because I don't have like the female, like something weird and gendery like that. That's really interesting though, because she could be intersex. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just gonna say trans later. Yeah, if it was a trans dude, that'd yeah. be the best. Yes, like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My historical, like, ancient spirit animal mm-hmm. understands that I'm yeah. a dude. That would be super fucking Also, great. just because I have it down on my notes in my phone, and just because we veered into the queer section of yeah. this podcast, Ace Edward. Edward doesn't want to have sex. Edward no. doesn't want to have sex. There's nothing flowing in there. I don't see that. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in for the biology of why Twilight is bullshit. I, <clears throat> every single episode has a taste of that in it because I'm furious all of the time you're a biologist yes their cells are described as crystalline they would they would crumble and sound like statues moving and leave a fine trail of dust honestly when you say crystalline all i'm thinking is there's some animals and i think there's a wood frog yeah that actually lives in that sort of area in kind of alaska canada and when winter arrives it can freeze solid Mm -hmm. and basically goes into a state of cryogenesis and then in the summer it warms up but it's like entire body freezes down to its cells but now i'm just imagining that but vampires so vampires are wood frogs is what Mm -hmm. i'm saying that are frozen and also able to move a way way cooler version of vampire physiology would be if when they are well fed they have that crystalline quality to their cells and then as they get hungrier and hungrier they get like less well put together and they, their membranes get weaker and they get really gory and like drippy that would be horrific. I'm not like cool. I did also just think of like they start glitching out like into the spider-verse like yeah. some kind of eldritch abomination that's when they're really well fed yeah <laughs> they're just crystal cracking it's just it's yeah the idea that they've got crystalline cells and that's what makes them vampires is just very upsetting to me because yeah. I'm like plant cells are tougher than human Mm -hmm. cells and that's why plants don't have joints also like all those memes about joints cracking when you stand up but they're vampires so literally they just crack all the time and then someone asks and it's like my knees are bad i'm 400 years old (laughs) mind your own business david (laughs) 
I'm very interested in Leah as a character. Mm-hmm. I love her. I would die for Leah Clearwater. I just finished Breaking Dawn. And there's a part in Breaking Dawn where you can read through Jacob's perspective. And obviously he's part of the pack. And then Leah ends up joining the pack. And you can hear her thoughts. And um, she's fascinating. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, oh, she's so mean. And a bad woman and she's like just a woman who has experienced trauma how dare this woman have thoughts and feelings disgusting isn't there a whole plot line in the books that you know she shifts into a wolf for the first time and then her dad goes oh shit and has a heart attack and dies on the spot no yeah that's in the that's in the illustrated guide really her turning into a werewolf kills kills her father fucking Mr. Clearwater Harry Clearwater yeah Yeah. can't believe Kind of breaking through gender roles killed someone in this book. Not surprising. Small like, town. <laughs> literally, if you've got, if your heart is so shitty and weak, yeah, that your daughter being cool, yeah, killed yeah. you. You deserve to go. <laughs> your daughter being a legend. God, that's all I wanted when I was a teenager <laughs> to turn into a wolf and murder I mean, someone. Maybe yeah. not necessarily murder, but like it would be pretty cool. Yeah, I would have to wait for the one four two in the morning. True. I wouldn't really be invested in the actually turning into a wolf mm-hmm. part of werewolfism. I like the idea where you get tall. Yeah. Also, that's another thing I've written down. He's too tall. Jacob is, according to that guy, is seven feet after the wolf transformation. That's just too damn tall. My brother yeah. is six foot four, and when I stand next to him, I'm like, fuck you. Sometimes I stand on like a little box or a step or something, and I'm like, this is how he sees the world. <laughs> It's wild. But counterpoint, because Jacob's after getting so tall so quickly and because he's 15 or 16, he's now just an extremely clumsy, gangly teenager Mm. and skids around like a puppy. I think that's kind of canon, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. No, I would love to be a werewolf just so I could be eternally young and like healthy and just... That's the dream. But only as long as there's vampires nearby. Yeah. But see, if I was in a family with a werewolf dream, I would just take all my kids to a place I knew there were vampires and just expose them and bring them home again. That's that. But not when they're like 14, because there's a whole thing where Seth grows up really, really quickly and matures like he's 14, but Mm -hmm. he's physiologically 25. And that's just not fair. If you wait until they're like 22 or something. Yeah. And I'm like, road trip. Yeah. (laughs) But like, yeah, it's. It's a cool power, and like if I did have that power, I would use it to hunt vampires. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. like, I yeah. also just thought of you know those two weeks in Costa Rica on that biology course mm-hmm. I did, where I pretty much just went feral in the forest. But that, but I can also turn into a megafauna. That would be cool. You'd be the best fucking zoologist of all yeah. time. It's like, how do you know this is here? I'm like, I don't know. I smelled it. <laughs> <laughs> best scientist ever. <laughs> That's the dream. Also a dog. <laughs> a, a very bit. good dog. I'd watch that show. <laughs> I'm just, have you ever seen that comic where there's a lot it's a there's a lineup in a police station and then there's the obviously the police officer is trying to find out who's the werewolf and he just leans forward and he goes, Who's a good boy? Oh and no. everyone is just standing deadpan and then you see one of them just like starts wagging his tail really quickly and he's been found out. And I think that's just very good. Also, speaking of, I think Jacob should wear wolf paraphernalia all the time. Yeah. 
does. He does once or twice for sure. Mm. But you're he right. gets a new tattoo anyways yeah. mm. when he joins. Oh, that's another thing. Vampires can't have tattoos. Mm, that's sad. So I would be a werewolf so yeah. I could have tattoos. But yeah, I think you're right. He should wear like wolf pattern everything. <laughs> to be honest, I'm kind of thinking of what Gina wears in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. You know, she has her blanket with the wolf on it and she has all her jumpers and t-shirts with wolves. Yes. And... <laughs> yes. Anyway, so the question I asked a half an hour ago, I'm team Edward. (laughs) That's when I laughed at like five seconds ago. (laughs) So uh, I'm team, I'm not sure if there is a heterosexual character in this. There is. Jasper's right there. (laughs) The racist. Yep, the racist. The confederate. It is funny though to look back with hindsight at, you know, when Twilight was a thing in your teen years and obviously... You know, for me anyway, it was like, oh, you were very queer, but you didn't realize it. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly people would go, which one of these two dudes do you prefer? And then you just have this mini panic and be like, well, I'm sure they're both lovely, but um... <laughs> they both seem like lovely young men. <laughs> no, yeah, I was totally in that way. I probably like no one else around me was super into Twilight. Mm-hmm. But if I had been pushed, I would have thought that I had a crush on Jacob that's literally just okay. because, like, he seems like a dude I would be friends with. Is Jacob a lesbian? Yeah. Obviously. God, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Obviously. I'm so happy Solid for her. her. I'm so happy for her. She oh, no! Oh, my God! I thought She still cuts off all of her hair. Yeah. yeah. And it's, like, difficult because she has to have her hair short for yeah. the wolf thing. And I'm going to go again. Stephanie Mayer, you racist piece of shit for making these native boys have to cut, cut their, their hair, hair for their werewolf transfer. You literally made up all the mythology in this. You could have made up a tribe to go with it. Yes. Hot take. Hot take. didn't have to take from a real culture yeah. and real people yeah. and just mangle it so mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Which oh. is, like, I feel I don't have the knowledge to comment any further on it other than that's Dodgy. Cruel. Cruel, yeah. I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, so werewolves exist in this book as well. Like, mm. the werewolves mm-hmm. that the Quileutes are, and describe themselves as being werewolves, aren't the only werewolves that exist. Mm-hmm. Like, did other supernatural creatures exist in this world as well? Do you think there's, like, blue lagoon monsters or something? And, like, the vampires hunted them, them all to death, and it's only because the vampires are that indestructible that they're still around. Hmm. I can't believe That's there's all int- these interesting questions that weren't answered. Because, and will never be answered. Yeah. We'll answer them. I say yes. <laughs> <laughs> there's cool shit. I can't believe vampires in this universe are to kind of the other mythological creatures what humans in our universe are to the rest of biodiversity. Oh, fuck. That's so heartbreaking. Yeah. You're right. I really want to get you on for another episode where we talk about the stereotypes of sharks. Hell yeah. And how Stephanie Mayer compares the vampires to sharks. And it's not fair because sharks are nice. Jaws, eh, you? Jaws, eh, you? <laughs> Where Jaws is a vampire hunter. The Meg, eh? <laughs> Michelle is gobsmacked. <laughs> I wish we could add in post-production just sounds of my mouth being... Open on the ground. <laughs> yeah. 
our lovely listeners will just have to imagine imagine that. when yeah. i'm being quiet my mouth is open and shock that's a lot of the time a lot of the time okay um i think we might have to wrap this one up as we always say effervescent <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye. Goodbye. And a special thank you to Demi. Woo. Oh, yes. I have a thesis to do tomorrow. Yay! Hey, good luck. If, <laughs> if anyone from UCD School of Biology is listening, please give me an A+. Thank you.